Yo, welcome to Realistically Living, where we are realistically living under God's grace and mercy. If this is your first time tuning in, we welcome you here. If this is not your first time tuning in, I welcome you back. And as always, it is always good to be back. I know I always just go ghost on y'all, but listen, life be lifing, and I just be having to move accordingly, you know what I'm saying? But nah, it is always good to be back, and before I jump into it, I'm going to just throw this out here. If y'all want to support this podcast and what we do here, you can do so by clicking the link in the bio or the description box if you're watching on YouTube. And um, you can even support this podcast by just subscribing. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. That is more support than we honestly can ask for here. And all in all, it's all glory for God. We are very appreciative for... um, Every person who listens, every person who gives, all glory to God. We thank you um, and may it return to you a hundredfold. So, yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. So, I know I've been gone for a while. I know I've been gone for a while, but I have been working on so much. And not even in a way to be overwhelming myself, but just in a way of this is where God is leading me. This is what God is leading me to do. And and one of the projects I'm working on, which prompt me to get back on the mic, which prompt me to plug everything back in and get back into my element was that I was working on my project and it came a moment where something scared me within its project. Something scared me and God had to remind me that, hey, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And in everybody's story, we all have multiple villains in our story. And some of these villains in our story are people that we love, people that we have loved, um, people that are still actively in our lives. At one point or another, someone played the role as a villain in our story. And that is what frightened me the most. This is like, dang, you know, I'm up here trying to, do what you telling me to do, God. And you want me to talk about this? But this person is still actively um, active in my life. I love this person. And God was like, yeah. And I love you too. But you remember when? Yeah. And it's the same thing with other people. Just because you love them does not exclude what happened. Your story is your story. We cannot go back into the past and change what happened. They cannot go back to the past and change what happened. That is where forgiveness come in. That is where um, true love come in, you know. But I just want to uh, use this time in this episode to just encourage those of us who God is calling us to share our story. When it comes to those moments of when we have to Talk about the parts in which people who we love played the role of the villain. So that is what this entire episode is going to be about. I ain't going to keep y'all long. You know, y'all know this is a church where we start at 11 and we out at 11.15. Ain't none of that extra stuff. Ain't none of that extra stuff. But nah, all jokes aside, let's go ahead and jump into it. So sharing your personal story can be difficult, especially if it involves people you love who have played a negative role in your life. However, it is important to remember that your story is yours and you have the right to share it. 
You never know who might benefit from hearing it and how it might inspire or empower others. It is natural to feel hesitant or fearful about sharing your story. But remember, you are not alone. Many people have been in similar situations and talking about it can be a healing and empowering experience. If you are concerned about how people who are involved in your story might react, I need you to remember this. You cannot control their reactions or their emotions the same way you did not control what they did to you. They did what they did because it was their choice. But what matters the most is your own healing and your growth. Now, on the contrary, uh, it's not necessarily on the contrary. Because see, this is, this is what I be talking about. Hold up. I'm going to need to give me a little thesaurus and just keep it right here because I be trying to, y'all know I'm the modern day Moses. So I be trying to work on my vocabulary, but I just be sound saying words that might just really feel good that the roll off the tongue at the time. But anyway, back to the lesson. If you do decide to share your story, it is important to do so in a safe and supportive environment. This might mean speaking with a friend, a family, a trusted family member or a therapist or finding a uh, support group. Remember, Always take care of you and prioritize your own well-being as you navigate this process of sharing your story. Do not be afraid to tell your story. Your experiences are valid and important and sharing them can not only help you, but it can help others. So, yeah, it is important That you understand that your story is your story and it is important. Your story does matter. You matter. How that part of your life and those things that happened made you feel that it matters. Because honestly, truth be told, in some form of fashion, that experience has shaped who you are to this day. It has shaped how you think to this day. It is a part of your, I ain't going to say it's a part of your identity, but it it has grounded itself in you. And it comes out in your daily actions. So, yes, it is true that we all have different perspectives and different experiences. And you got to understand also just how we have villains in our story. We are the villain in other people's story. And I'm going I'm to I'm tell y'all know this right now. Y'all know I don't hold back nothing when it comes to me. I'm 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 kind of open about where I've been. I'm telling you, it's so many people right now on this. I ain't gonna say so many people, but it's so many people right now who, in their story, I am the villain, and I know I'm the villain. Like that's my role. Can't nobody else play that but me. I done been the villain in so many people's story, and I mean. From friendships to relationships to just relations with people in general. I am, I've been the villain. And yes, as I was thinking about that um, earlier today, when I came across the fact that, oh, wait, I might actually be scared to talk about this. God had to remind me, like, you are the villain in somebody else's story. And guess what? They do not mind running that part. They do not mind running how you did X, Y, and Z. They do not mind sharing how you made them feel. And that is the approach, you know, 
not necessarily the approach, but we have to be like that when it comes to us too. Like, hey, don't suppress it. It happened. You made that choice. It it happened. The same way we made the choice to be the villain in somebody else's story, people made the choice to be the villain in ours. You know, I wish I can go back. Because when I was the villain in somebody else's story, it was a point, it was a time in my life where I wasn't self-aware for one. I didn't love myself. I didn't know any better. I was emotionally unstable. I didn't even know that I can control my emotions, you know. I wasn't really rooted in Christ. I wasn't grounded in Christ. I knew him, but I knew of him, but I didn't know him. I didn't know who I was. You know, I was looking for all these external things to make me feel how I wanted to feel. I was looking for all these external things to to form my identity. And when one thing crashed, I crashed. So I know that I have changed the trajectory of so many people's lives because I was a villain. Because I didn't know who I was. Because I was looking for things to fill voids that only Jesus can fill. I had people up on a pedestal and when they let me down, I let them down. Purposefully. And now where I am now, I look back at those moments and those uh, things that I did that made me the villain and I, I learned from them. I reflect on who I was and what I needed and what was missing and, and, and bring those things to Jesus. And when I feel certain emotions coming back up that used to come back up back then, now I bring it to Jesus. I say, God, look, I'm feeling the same way I felt when I did that. And I don't want to do that no more. Because I, I see what that did to this person. I see how that made them feel. I see how that changed them. I see how now they can't trust people because of what I did. I see how now that they have become so close-minded and cut off from others because of what I did. I see how my, instead of me being proactive, I was being reactive, and I see how that affected them. I see how that affected them, and I don't want to be like that. I now know where to bring those things, you know? So, I wish I can change it. I wish I could be Kim Possible, but no, I'm. What's her name? Shego, Sheba, whatever the, uh, the the green and black one name is. You know that that's who I am in some people's story. But like I said, the most important part is the healing and the growing. The healing and the growing. Listen. Those people who I hurt may not ever ex- get a chance to experience who I am now. That's okay. That's okay. I don't need the validation of who I used to be to determine who I am now. I, did I even say that right? Look, it just felt good. Come, I know y'all know what I'm trying to say. Just because you don't know me now, you know, I'm going to come back to that because I don't even know how that's supposed to Y'all get what I'm trying to say. Y'all, like I said, those people back then may not ever get a chance to experience who I am now. And and it's not 
my responsibility to try to make myself better and then go back to them and prove, no, I got to move on. Move forward. Move forward with the lessons of the past. And the lessons that you don't move forward with, you repeat them. And I ain't going to lie. A lot of the things that I've done to hurt people were repeated lessons. I kept doing the same thing over and over again, just a different face. Over and over and over again. Just with different people. Why? Because I had those voids. And we're going to talk about voids in another episode because that is another thing that uh, God has been ringing on my spirit. But let me get back to the teaching. Um, I want you to understand also that your story is very important when it comes down to the kingdom of God. Um, And it may reflect the belief that every individual has value and purpose and that their experience can contribute to a greater spiritual understanding and connection with God. Your story matters in the kingdom of God. Why? Because you ain't the only one that may have been through what you've been through. That is how you find your community within the kingdom of God. You, I ain't going to say you trauma bond, but it's just like, I've been there. I, I, I know how you feel. Like, you're not alone. I know how I, I've been there. Man, there's so many people I, I didn't came across as Christians who just... For some reason, they felt like they could be vulnerable with me and open with me, not knowing that those exact things that they were open with me about, I've been there. I was able to uh, sympathize with them. I was able to be compassionate towards them. I was able to give them that extra love that they needed in that moment because I knew what they were feeling. You know what I'm saying? So, um. I just always want you to remember that your stories have value. They are very important. They are very important. By sharing our challenges, triumphs, and lessons learned, we can offer hope, encouragement, and insight to those who may be going through similar experiences, like I just said. Overall, the idea that our stories are important in the kingdom of God reflects the belief that our experiences and perspectives are valuable and can contribute to a greater spiritual understanding and connection. Whether we share our stories in a religious context or not, they have the power to inspire and connect us with others on a deeper level. Our stories have the power to connect us with others on a deeper level level and that word deep really rings in my spirit because I consider myself a deep person I'm not surface level I don't have an interest in anything surface level I like to jump in the middle of the ocean and go straight to the bottom and that's just me. Like everybody who come across me and we have a conversation, listen, we going to the bottom. Why? Because it's not about what you do, it's about why you do it, which means that we got to go to the roots. I can sit here and admire your leaves. I can sit here and admire your soil. But the we, we got to get to the root of some things. And that is who I am. I like to get to the root of things. Because I ain't going to say we wasting time talking about leaves. But I, when someone talks to me, my, my goal is always for them to leave feeling empowered, feeling different, feeling like, you know, something on the inside of them is changing for the better. Like, I don't want to just, I don't want to just say 
if you have ten leaves oh and 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 nine of them are blooming blossoming they're beautiful, but there's that one leaf that's struggling. I'm not really worried about the nine. I'm a plant person, as you can see. I'm a plant person. When your leaves are starting to, like, brown or wither or something like that, it's always a root issue. You can keep cutting off the leaf, and guess what? When it grows another one, that leaf would experience the same thing. It is a root issue, meaning that I have to take up the entire plant, dig out the soil, meaning that I have to take it out its environment that it's used to being in. That That is a message for some people. I have to take it out its environment that it is used to being in and examine the roots. I have to examine what's going on for this same leaf every time it grows to wither and die. That is who I am. That is that is when you talk to me, the Holy Spirit allows me to see the real you, you know. It allows me to see the real you. And what's crazy about that is I remember... Back a few months ago, I was having a conversation with this uh, this shorty, and she she noticed that I told a lot of jokes, and the jokes was funny. I mean, she was kikin and kind, you know what I'm saying? And she she actually said, "Do you tell jokes because you're really funny? Like, no, you're really funny, but is it you or are you hiding something?" And when she asked me that, I couldn't give an answer. She got to the root of something in me, and it shook. It shook me. It shook me, and like I said, that is how I am when it comes to, you know, conversing with me and et cetera, et cetera. But I just want you to know, like for real, for real. No matter who was the villain in your story, no matter who was the villain in your story, it happened. Whether they, whether they are still actively in your life, it happened. You know, that whole thing of forgive and forget, it, I get it, but I don't. Forgiveness is mandatory. Forgiveness is mandatory. Reconciliation is optional, you know. I can forgive you, but I can't forget what you've done to me. I can't forget how you made me feel. I might have forgotten what you said, but I'll never forget how you made me feel. And if that is a part of your story, that is just a part of your story. Like I said, I cannot... I'm not responsible for others' reaction to me telling my story and, and the parts that they played in it. You are not responsible for when you tell your story for, for the people who played, uh, the, the, the reactions of the people who played those, those negative parts in your life. You're not responsible for their reactions. You're not responsible for their, uh, their reactions. So um, I'm almost finished, y'all. Look, I'm almost finished. So what are some of the benefits of sharing your story? What are some of the benefits of sharing your story? It builds empathy and connection. Sharing your story can help others to understand what you've been through and how it has affected you. This can foster empathy and connection with others as they see you as a person with unique experiences and struggle. 
It can also inspire and empower others. When you share your story, you can inspire others who may be going through similar experiences. Your story can help them feel less alone, more understood, and more hopeful about their situation. It can help you process and heal. Sharing your story can be a a a therapeutic experience, experience, allowing you to process your experiences and emotions in a safe and supportive environment. This can help you heal from past traumas and move forward in a more positive way. Sharing your story also creates community and support. When you share your stories, you may connect with others who have gone through similar experiences. This can create a sense of community and support where you can share advice, resources, and emotional support with each other. And this can also help break down the stigma and stereotypes. Sharing your story can help break down the stereotypes and stigma stigma around certain issues or groups of people. It can humanize those who may have been dehumanized or marginalized and promote greater understanding and compassion. Overall, sharing your story can have many benefits for both yourself and others. It can foster greater empathy, inspire and empower others, help you heal and process your experiences, create community support, and break down stigma and stereotypes. So, if I can leave you with a few verses... If I can leave you with a few scriptures that will help you in this season of my of your life. And also, this is for me too, because like I said, this project I'm working on, this part, it scares me. It scares me. And as silly as that might sound, it is so real. It is so real. So I just want to leave you with it. four scriptures. That supports the idea of us sharing our story, connecting with others and using our experiences to help others. Second Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our trouble so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for the labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Romans eight twenty eight, and we all know this. And we know that in all things, God worked for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And last but not least, Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all those who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. These verses really help me to truly believe and to accept that I have to be okay with being the first domino to fall. Because the whole point of this podcast, I'm going to tell you all the whole point of this podcast is to lift up the rug. The whole point of realistically living is to lift up, lift up the rug. We are humans. We go through things regardless if we come from a religious background or not. And especially in the black community, we are no longer sweeping things under the rug. 
And in order for us to make a change, we have to be the change. And I am okay. I have learned to accept. I have learned to ask God for the courage to be okay with being the first domino to fall. Being okay with being the first domino to fall is a powerful statement that suggests taking the initiative to start a positive change. Even if it means taking a risk or facing or facing initial resistance. Matthew 5, 14 and 16 says that you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Acts 4.13 says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, this is one of my favorite verses. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Romans 12 and 2, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. These verses just encourage us to resist conforming to the negative patterns um, of the world and allowing God to transform our mind so that we can discern and follow God's will. These verses are just so... Um, they're so confident when you start thinking about the positive change that God is calling you to make in your family, in your community, in your friend groups, in business. They're so confident because it's scary. It is so scary. But in order, we have to go against the grain. We have to be that one that's just going to stick up. We have to be that one piece of hair that just won't lay down. You know, generational curses. Holy Spirit put this on my heart today. I wrote it down. Generational curses is just, um, just this. You want me, you want your norm to be my norm. That is as simple as you want your norm to become my norm. When God, first of all, me growing, I, I don't even know if I want to talk about that. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna save that. We're gonna come back to this. We're gonna come back to the generational curses part. I'm gonna save that for. Another episode because that is just a handful in itself and I don't want to reveal too much about this project at this current moment, but we're going to come back to it. We're going to come back to it. I'm going to write it down so I won't forget, but just to end this out, just to end this out, I want to just encourage you that, hey, your story is your story and someone somewhere is waiting for your story to be told so that their chains can break. Someone somewhere is waiting for your story to be told so that their chains can break. And 
I pray that you have the courage to one day tell your story. I pray that you keep falling at the feet of Jesus for your healing, for your growth, for your empowerment, for the restoration of your heart, of your emotions, and that you don't turn to this world to fulfill those voids, to 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 heal the places where people broke you. Don't keep turning to people to heal what people broke. Turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. He has all the answers that you need. He has the healing that you are searching for are readily available for you. You just got to go get it. You just got to go get it. And you can't get that from other people. You only could get that from him. Your mama can't give it to you. Your, your daddy can't give it to you. Your grandma, your uncle, your cousin, your little brother, your little sister. Can't nobody give you that. Your little yad can't give you that. Only Jesus. So I want to pray us out. And we're going to get up out of here. God, we come to you today with grateful hearts, thankful for the experiences and the lessons that have shaped us into who we are. We ask for your guidance and your strength as we share our stories with others, that we may find connection and support in our struggles and triumphs. Help us be a light for others, shining with the love and compassion that you have shown us. May we be willing to take the first step towards a positive change, even if it means taking a risk of facing, of facing resistance. May we resist conforming to the negative patterns of this world and be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can discern and follow your will for our lives. We pray for those who may be struggling, that they may find comfort and support in your love and in the stories of others. Help us to speak up for those who may be marginalized, oppressed, um, and defend the rights of the poor and needy. And all these things we ask in your darling son Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You are my ecosystem You are the air I'm breathing In the endless wasteland You are my rushing fountain You are my ecosystem No matter what the weather You are my better option No matter what I'm facing You are no more you hold on my arms when i'm battle torn oasis within me you're the oasis within me you are colors in the sky after 40 rains in the thick of the night you're the break of day oasis within me you're the oasis within me you are the thing i've needed each and every season And I really mean it Yeah, I really mean it And you are water from the rock And I'll thirst no more You'll hold on my arms When I'm battle-torn Oasis within me You're the oasis within me You are colors in the sky After 40 rains In the thick of the night You're the break of It's you, you are my escape.
you a waterfall.